what it do out there, fight fans. This is the Cajun Style Podcast. And like always, I am Nebby. I'm here with my guy. It's your boy, Ryan with Doc. What just happened? What just happened? <laughs> Parlays didn't look good. But it was a good fight card. Parlays didn't look good, though. Oh yeah, man! That definitely got our money's worth. I'm not mad at the card at all. Um, I'm mad at a few of these fighters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna lie. This is a oh, man. hey Spencer. Spencer, I'm not mad. Spencer, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm mad yeah, at yeah. myself for uh, <laughs> mad at myself for for believing. Uh, hey, she tough. I, I knew she was gonna be tough. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. What GW say? Fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice. Can't get fooled again. We shouldn't have got Man. fooled again. But we're we going to get to that. Yeah. Man, the fight kicked off good, though, bro. That Burns showed up and, and did what I expected them to do. <laughs> Bruh, that, that's exactly what I expected out of Burns. Like, when you really, when you really sit back and think about what was going to happen in that fight... Uh, to be honest, like I actually even saw Dunham uh, was getting a couple clean shots off in the yeah, stand up. Yeah. Burns, Burns was a uh, Burns was very like the days ago in his stand up. He 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 was out there with the I know I'm better than you kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> he cracked him with a nice little body kick though. Like that that set the card off right. First thing I heard, crack, smacking right in the ribs. But yeah, it was like as soon as, as soon as they ended up on the floor, wet to pretzel, bruh. That that was it. That was it. He's for sure gonna have to tighten up that stand up, moving forward in that division. But yeah, if you, it, it, once he gets you to the ground, you're done. Yeah, you're pretty it's much crazy done. that uh that finish was actually pretty serendipitous. Is something we saw later on in this fight card. It, <laughs> it was very similar to uh very very yeah. similar. Yeah, we, we we'll get to we'll get to that. <laughs> Don't fast forward just yet, because we <laughs> can't key, skip what happened next. Low key, those fights lasted right around the same amount of time as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, same same oh, type of finish too. Exactly. But yeah, man. Body triangle, rear naked choke. And the next fight, bro, do, did Devin Clark win the fight, or did Minifield just lose the fight? I'm pissed off either uh, way. Either way, man, I was. I was tweeting about it. I was tweeting about it uh, as the fight went along, man. It was about two minutes in when I saw like Minifield has no gas tank. <laughs> He's right. like all power, no gas. <laughs> all power, just, no gas. You can't have. You can't be out there with a uh, with a Yukon Denali and only putting five dollars in the tank. You ain't gonna get nowhere. Man, trying trying to go uh, <laughs> trying to go the long trying to go the long way. And see, that's that's exactly what I said going into the fight. He's never fought more than six minutes, and right, right, man, like to to have blown your gas tank in two minutes. That's, <laughs> hey, man, maybe it's the quarantine. I don't know. Uh, actually, they say he trains with a uh, bird, uh, who we'll talk about later. Another fight that man, yeah, yeah. Any anybody who listened to the parlay picks, I'm just gonna say it now, man. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't, don't listen to us. Don't listen to us right now. But <laughs> it, it seemed like him and Bert, him and Bert ran into the same thing. No gas in the no tank. No gas. No gas. Yeah, I, man. I think Minifield was just more so a victim of he hasn't had the the reason to fight past six minutes. Fell in love with his power and 
when that power don't work, Clark was game, good game plan. I guess all uh, all his fights, all his wins going to decision actually benefited him in this situation. Because once again, if it goes to decision, Clark probably gonna win. True, true. And it's crazy, like Clark's game plan was, hey, go in there, beat a punching bag, but keep forward pressure. It's one of those things where if you look at his face after the fight, it looks like it almost looked like he lost the fight. But if you look at the stats, he won the fight. Uh, he just kept hitting them. Like, even if it was small shots, like he he always used the pressure, always used uh, the, the threat of the wrestling to right. open up the striking. And uh, man, like it, it got to the point where Minifield was so gassed out, he couldn't swing his arm. So rather than try to punch, he was he ended up trying to get a clinch position and trying to trying to wrestle. And it was like, man, like that. I mean, we already know that's not your game plan. Like you, the guy who was trying to come in here and knock knock old buddy out, you know? Right, and, right, man. Like like I said, man, to to have gassed out in two minutes. It, it like it I didn't even feel like he came out in the second round like I remember going into the fight I said I mean even any of the fights that he has been in, into the second round he never been more than one minute like he didn't even have the one minute in him uh, for the second <laughs> round of this fight like that was it like he was done oh man yeah Clark Clark showed up beautiful game plans and I think the the moment that changed everything was how he came out soon as the bell started he ran across the cage and made him fight off a, a wrestling attempt or a exactly. takedown attempt should i say exactly so, so yeah props to clark that for was that like game almost plan. that was props almost like it. the reverse uh the reverse Askren and uh jorge like <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the knee wasn't running like the guy with the wrestling was like let me just go everyone across you the wrestling <laughs> Yeah, he ran across the cage like Goldberg. Like, let me let me just get this spear off real quick. Look like look like a tackling drill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Hey, that was a great hey. game plan. That's a great game plan, man. The Good face, like plan. I said, man. The, the the face damage. Say, uh, Minifield won the fight. Uh, the significant strike said uh, Clark won the fight. But yeah. the judges, hey, unanimous. Unanimous decision. I'm not even mad at it. Mad, I'm mad, mad, mad at on it. I'm mad at the parlay Not mad at what Clark did for sure. Yeah. But yeah shout, man, out, shout out to him, man. Shout out to his pops, man. His pops. Hey, I heard him the whole time. Yeah, me and hey. <laughs> He's like, you better get off the cage. I'm like, hey, you better get off that cage, bro. <laughs> Pops ain't, Pops ain't too happy right about now. So yeah, shout out to Clark. Good win. It went it went right to uh to a high level. What is this? Flyweight. Uh, high level. 125 for me. Flyweight, 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 flyweight. High level flyweight fight between uh, Alex Perez and, and Formiga. Who's here Formiga? And I didn't see it happening like this. I knew Perez had the better stand up, but yeah, I didn't. Man, I, didn't I, I didn't see it happening like this. Yeah, we we said going into the fight, uh, Perez, his way to win was to keep it standing, and uh, we saw. I mean, Juicier even tried to bait him into coming down a couple of times. And he was like, "Nope, I'm not. I'm not doing none of that. He's gonna stand up." And man, like his punches were crazy, uh, boxing crisp, 
all straight punches, man. All like it, it's a lot of these guys now, like they're throwing these uh straight, like very, very, very straight boxing punches, but they're uh ending the combos with the leg kick, and it's like not not uh, we uh, we're, we gotta like even differentiate at this point. You can't even call it the leg kick no more. You gotta call it the kick, low, yeah. ca- low calf yeah. kick now. Like, calf kick. That's Terry yeah, guy. He, he ended up spamming it. He ended up spamming it like uh, like Stipe with the gut punch to DC. Like at the end of the fight, he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, man, I'm just I'm just about to go ahead and kick you in the leg." And it's the second week in a row we saw somebody do that. Like. I mean, uh, by the time he got to about, what, the fourth, fifth leg kick, it was like, oh, you could see, like, I mean, it, it was done. Like, if I hit him again, it's toast. Every time I hit him, he's, I mean, he's weakening and weakening more. Like, and it got to the point where it almost don't even want to throw punches anymore. It was an interview with uh, Gaethje, and he was saying all he needs to do is land four of those on, on uh, Khabib. And it seemed like four is the magic number. Cause I swear, Perez, like you said, he only landed about four or five. But it, all it takes is about four or five. You land four or five clean ones, which he did. And you, it's sending guys to the canvas. Yeah, man. It, it, it's, it's a hell of a uh, tactic or ploy to use nowadays in fighting. You basically, you basically uh, crippled, crippled his old game plan. At the end of the day, yeah, you gotta look move, at it he, like he can't. Yeah, you gotta look at it like, especially some of these guys who only know how to fight in the orthodox stance, or even if you're a southpaw guy and you only know how to fight southpaw. Like, if you're left-handed and you only fight southpaw, like if they kill your lead leg, you're basically done. Like your wrestling is done. You can't shoot because you ain't got no front leg. Your uh, your boxing is done because you basically uh, throwing all your punches off your back leg. You, can't put no pressure can't on your friend. Yeah. It's like you, you, you basically done. And nor do you want to throw the pressure off the front. If he catch you with you all that pressure on the front leg, you, you gonna buckle to the floor just how we saw Formiga did. And on that one, he buckled to the floor. It skipped me, <laughs> which is which still ain't a good, ain't a good place man. for it to hit. But damn. Yeah, man, that was uh. <laughs> Man, he uh, Formiga let out a scream that was so loud they had to give Alex Perez fifty thousand dollars performance <laughs> of the night bonus. Like, <laughs> sounded like he said it sounded like uh, the the Street Fighter ending. <laughs> sounded just like one of those. That's exactly Finish what him. it sounded like. He, he was done, man. I was. Oh, oh man. man. Hey, and I'm glad I got that one right. We both got that one right. Yeah, one of the few should have been a guarantee. Should have been a guarantee. It's crazy. It's crazy to think uh, a few of these that we had on early parlay guarantees uh, were some of the ones that ended up going the totally opposite direction. That Minifield fight, bro. That was that was a tough pill to swallow. That was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, man. And this next one was a tough pill to swallow because I didn't think my guy Coconut Bombs had had the power to uh, compete at 185 after his outing against Colin Potter. I wish I would have known that he had a, a bad weight cut, and that's probably why he looked so trash. Because in this fight, he he looked uh, like he was prime, like he like he belonged in the UFC. Or was it the yes, fact that man. Charles Bird and Minifield both trained at the same place and got empty gas tanks too quick? 
Oh my goodness. I think uh, Charles Burgess had an empty chin tank, man. That's what it was. Cause <laughs> I, I kid chin only? <laughs> that chin <laughs> is only? Empty chin. Empty chin tank, bro. I kid oh. you not. Potolo landed the first little uh, three-punch combo. Like, he came out the gate hot. Like, he, he went straight in with a nice little three-punch combo. And I kid you not, like, it might have only been one that landed clean on Bird. But you could see in his face, he was like, I don't want to get hit again. Like, I'm not going to do any of that. So everything about everything he did in that fight was, I got to grab him. I got to grab him. So all of his strikes look so loopy so unorganized so unorthodox like he was just throwing his arms around trying to get a hold of him to i mean to make sure that he didn't uh have to get punched again and it was right, like right. i mean even when he did get a hold of him he was getting punched again like <laughs> at the end of the day like yeah man it, it's it's crazy this is one of the fights that we were both saying like i don't see how patolo could do it because he didn't look that great at 170 that dude looked solid at 185 like yeah, he can make a name he can make a name for himself at 185 i see a guy uh i see his next opponent possible next opponent being on his card in uh in Heinrich. Mm. possible you don't think that's too early you don't think it's too early Middleweight yeah. is kind of middleweight is a little bit light though. You might be right. You might be right. You might it's be right possible. around there. Especially with the uh with them not taking enough damage in their wins. But hey, Fight Island is right around the corner, so we are gonna see a lot Fight of Island. people. Fight Island coming up, yeah. That's so that's, yeah. yeah. It might be too early well, for man, that. Like, but yeah, I would like to see that type. Day, of, I would like, after their performances, I would like to see Patolo versus Heinrich. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, for a guy like Patolo. Uh, you know, you know how they like to, I don't want to say rush, but you know how they like to groom these uh, Dana White Contender Series fighters. And, right, uh, right. I mean, he, he he didn't, like I said, he didn't look too good at 170, but I mean, nobody can say that, nobody can deny uh, at 185, like he looks solid. Like I'm talking about, he looked like almost T, uh, Tyron Willie type of build or Rashad, Rashad Evans type of build. Uh, and man, those punches clearly, clearly were doing damage. Whether he was hitting body or chin, like Bird did not want to. He didn't want to see didn't, it. Didn't want it. And like you said, is this? Uh, are we gonna see Charles Bird again? Oh no, he already said after the fight he retired, bro. I, I caught it. Like I said, man, it's thirty six is no country, bro. Like that's that's the age. Thirty six is no 36 country, country now. Yeah, th no 36 country. is no country, bro. 36 Break, is no country. Breaking news. No country is now 36. So if you're 36 or older, no country for old man is in man, effect. We're going to get to another one We're going to get to another one that I got wrong. I, that guy was uh, no country as well. And, uh, oh. Yeah, just, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Oh, this man. Uh, Patolo fight was followed by the... Uh, but the Cody Stamen versus Brian, Brian, Ke Keller. Brian Keller. Yeah, man. This is a this that, that both fight. This is a fight that I I almost thought was going to be fighting tonight uh, with the performance that they put on. But I feel like Keller just ah man, like it was 30-27 on all cards. Like at the end of the day, Keller just didn't have it. Like Stamen was like. You said Stamen was going to be better. 
uh, a better fighter than than him in all facets. Uh, the big like thing it. with Stamen was he was not a finisher. They kept talking about on the, on the broadcast that he kept saying, oh, I need to finish fights. I need to finish fights. And the pressure that he was putting on him, it looked like he was trying to finish that fight. Like, he couldn't get the finish because Brian Kelleher is just that tough of a guy. But he completely shut him down. Like, even when Brian Kelleher looked good, it was only for a slight, slight it moment. Was, like, you got to imagine he came in there with a heavy heart and he was not about to take that loss. Right. And the fact, like, at the end of the day, this guy is a ranked, uh, a ranked bantamweight. Ke- uh, Keller is a bantamweight as well. The 145 didn't play as big as the role because, his hell, Stamen came in jacked. He right. came in looking like a beast. Oh, man. Cool. He was out there looking like Buzz Bigelow, bro. So, so yeah, man. Keller, like, uh, Keller showed, he showed the reason why we did give him a chance. He he, oh, yeah. he will he will eat his shot to get off one of his heavy shots, and he just couldn't land them. He landed a few, but yeah, he mixes it up very well. He's one of these guys that likes to uh, switch his stance mid strike, so it's like you basically don't know what he's gonna come with next because you don't know whether he's fighting out of orthodox or uh, southpaw yeah. at any given time. He throws his strikes from from both stances very well, and he uh, he basically throws combos off of that. Uh, early in the fight, he kind of hit Stamen with a leg kick, and Stamen kind of switched his stance. And when he when Stamen switched his stance, it, it kind of felt like Kelleher was getting a little bit uh, cleaner shots off in the in the boxing area. But I mean, Stamen was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna just keep keep that pressure on you." And I mean, at the end of the day, it was really nothing nothing Kelleher could do, nothing he could do. Right, right. Like the 30-27 made it seem like it was a shutout, it, which it was. But it was a competitive I mean, shutout. It was a it was a competitive a, shutout, right? Competitive. It was right. very competitive. Shots off to both of them, and big up to Cody Stamen being able to even come out and had a performance after uh, the, the loss of his brother on, uh, the week before. Yeah, man. Like, that's got to be tough, man. And he came Couldn't out and did his imagine. thing. Came out and did his thing. And see that's uh that see I I thought see a lot of a lot of me feels like uh if Kelleher would have been just a little bit more competitive in this fight because like that's the one thing that this card kind of lacked was any any of the fights being kind of a back and forth war type of thing and I feel like this was the fight this was the closest thing to that fight that was like a real back and forth uh war type of thing like I feel like if Kelleher would have been just a little bit closer uh as far as like keeping this like a uh, uh, up in the air type of fight like had he won one of the first two rounds uh i feel like that third round would have been an all-out war and we would have saw them get a fight of the night bonus i mean it's kind of hard considering the four people that did get performance bonuses that they're calling them now uh all basically came out they, and demolished yeah they deserve uh, one, of, one of them <laughs> one of them being uh, one of them being alex perez uh so yeah yeah, uh, they, they earned those checks. They earned it. Yeah, they they definitely earned them. And man, that, we got that one wrong. And this next one, we would have got wrong had had it been known that it was going to be on the card when we were making our uh, parlay picks. And it was the Heinis versus Zero Mershart. Man, and, and I didn't see a, I didn't see a knockout coming at all. 
Ah, man, the, the crazy thing is, I, yeah, I didn't even see uh, Ian, Ian Hyenich being uh, competitive in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> I called it, I called it, uh, I called it a uh, art uh, early stock beach. Like, I got that completely wrong. And I, it's another one of those fights where, man, that, uh, that leg kick really does damage. Like, uh, and, and a punch Heinich, to the face. For Heinrich in this fight, uh, it ended up being the uh, the inside kick rather than the uh, calf kick. I don't know whether that was hitting calf or what, but I know he kicked uh, Mershard a couple of times uh, to the point where Mershard was uh, over here uh, shucking and jiving, doing a little hillbilly uh, leg, <laughs> kick, uh, leg pickup or whatever, trying to make sure he didn't get hit. And... Uh, I mean, as soon as he weakened that leg, he just exploded uh, with the punches. That was like he made that look like easy work. Like he made that look, he, yeah. That that looked like he would. He shouldn't even been in the in the ring with him. Yeah, he opened with that leg. I think that was like the first strike he threw was that inside calf, shin, ankle kick. Wherever it landed, it messed up Mershart's uh, whole little bit of uh, mobility he had early in that match. Oh man. Yeah, man. Yeah, Shout out man. to Highness with that finish. I think I got a prop finish on. I got a prop bonus on that one too. Oh, Highness man. with the knockout plus five hundred. So I did get some right. Got some right. I had a hor- I had a horrible betting week. Horrible. horrible. Also got the I also got the Patolo uh, prop bet. Second round stop. I picked him to finish it in the second round. I was plus eight hundred. So. I got two uh, prop bets, right? My, my parlays went down south, but I got some yeah, prop that's bets. A, uh, that's it. That's it. That's a little bit better way of doing it. I was, uh, for me, I bet my parlays and then I bet the finishes for for the most part for the people that I thought was going to win. And unfortunately, a lot of the people that I thought <laughs> were going to win lost. So it's oh, like, it's a, it's, it's, it's a little bit better of a hedge to bet. The finish for the person that you thought was gonna uh, lose, especially right, if right. you end up like I mean, if you end up losing, I mean, missing three, four, five fights or something, that makes it all feel a little bit better. Like you still got you got a chance hey, either uh, way, and, and none of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like it doesn't kill you. It doesn't it doesn't affect you too badly. Say say you do hit a. Uh, Say your parlay wins and your and your prop bet doesn't, you still you still in the running. Oh yeah, if so, the yeah. parlay hit and the prop don't, hey, you you you, <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't cash that hope, but you, <laughs> you know, you didn't cash that hope. And man, we was even on all of these picks. These first six fights, we had we had picked the same guy in all of them. Oh yeah, yeah, we picked the same guy in all of them, and we split at this next fight. And you split the right direction. You went right. I went wrong. There was no, I don't know how this happened. I should have saw it coming. Bruce Lee. I know exactly how it happened. I'm going to tell you how it happened. Show the young guy that that, that you just, you you don't got the experience yet, young fella. You don't got the experience. You want me to tell you how it happened? You want me to tell you how it happened? A goofy ass fight. Just like I told you, bruh. I told you. I told you. If this fight go three rounds, it's going to be a goofy, very awkward fight because chase hooper is very awkward when he fights like his stand-up is i mean man the, the, let, let, can, can i can i call it that 
But Basically. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's six foot, but six one, uh, and at 145 pounds, like he's gonna be able to grapple with a lot of people. It just so happened that I mean, Bruce Leroy is not one of those people. Like he wasn't, he wasn't having any of that grappling stuff. And I mean, Chase Hooper just doesn't have the strength to be able to to drag guys like that around. And I mean, that's saying a lot because Alex Caceres is not even a very big guy or anything like I mean he's not like I'm not gonna call him weak I'm not I'm not calling him anything like that but he's not you know he's not a sick uh, he's not a 145 pound muscle bound he's not Sadiq Yusef or something like that like that's what right, I'm saying right. like so Alex Caceres to be uh, a slim built guy uh, the same as Chase Hooper and to be three inches smaller uh when they when they threw out the tell of the tape I was kind of um I was kind of questioning my pick for a second there, but as soon as they started striking, it was like, yeah, no, nah, it, it wasn't even close. It and wasn't for close. Caceres, it was it was very simple. Uh, normally, he used he used to be the guy who was out there throwing around the spin kicks and the uh, the spinning back kicks and spinning back fists all around, and he was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not even gonna play that game because that's how you end up uh, get your back taken, get choked out, and get dragged down to the floor. Like he was very cautious. Very cautious, very smart, uh, and his uh, his his post fight speech, uh, I like that. Not even gonna say what yeah, he said. Out. We we gonna repost that on the Twitter, but uh, shout, shout out, out to, to Alex Caceres. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Alex Caceres. Uh, and 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 I want to say he's a vegan. I know you gonna like that. Yeah, you vegan. Vegans always win. That's basically what it's saying. I eat eggs now though. I'm begging. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. I'm trying to get my muscle back. I'm trying to get a little bit. More. I ain't trying to be walking around looking like a serious. Trying to look like Patolo. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And man, the blueprint is out on Chase uh, Chase Hooper. He's gonna have. Oh, yeah. I, if I was him, I wouldn't take a fight for like a year. And I see why the UFC had him in like their developmental uh, their developmental fight league, where he took a couple fights at a at a lower. A lower promotion because his stand-up is not there and if you, there's going to be guys out there with better stand-up than Caceres. Caceres in my opinion could have done more with his stand-up he was just so afraid of, of giving up the uh submission submission position or grappling position but right. at 145 there's going to be guys out there that will just knock his block off if, if he <laughs> if his stand-up is going to be that bad to where he he's at third round, he tried to pull guard. He was like, hey, I'm going to just jump on you and try to fall down on my back. I just want to get you to the floor. That's not good. And it's, he should take a year off and just work on his stand-up for sure. Or the UFC, should, the matchmaking up. needs to be him against another guy who wants to grapple. Because we, we saw what happened to Askren, bro. He, he didn't look good in the Lawler fight. He didn't look good in the Masvidal fight. Well, he didn't even get a chance to look like anything in that fight. And then when he went against another grappler who had decent, uh, Damian Maya has better hands, he lost that one too. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Chase Hooper for sure. Go, you're good fighters. Obviously, you're great on the ground. Yeah, Casera's scared to even go there. But for sure, go back to the drawing board and work on the stand up. Or his career is going to, uh, his career is going to look like Casera's with the wins and losses. And see, that's exactly what it was. It's, I mean, Caceres came in around the same age that Chase Hooper is right now, 
and he used to get beat the same way that Chase Hooper just got beat right now. It used to be a little bit worse because, I mean, Alex Caceres is a pretty good jiu-jitsu fighter. But, I mean, back in those days, I mean, not even just back in those days, even right now, like, there's guys who will ridiculously just smother you with wrestling. Like, I know Chase Hooper is a good jiu-jitsu fighter, but, like, he still don't have his grown man muscles. Like, we saw what happened to him in that first fight. And, I mean, yeah, that first fight basically was the Robbie lawler uh, Askren fight. So, right, like, if, right. They, if they want him to have a, a fruitful UFC career, they're going to have to slow down with his... Uh, with what they're doing because i mean even even with what you said like uh put them up against a grappler like i mean that sounds good like that's what they did with with Askren, and they tried to to put them up against a, a damian meyer or something like that but it's like some of these other guys are just too much more well-rounded than him uh, at this given time like i don't even i couldn't even tell you the grappler that they could put him up against it's like I, <laughs> Like, like Bryce Mitchell was twisting this guy up. Like I feel like, but at the same time, I can't necessarily say that. I can't necessarily say that one hundred percent. No, you can say that. You can say I, that. Mm, it's the, it's going to be the strength difference. Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, see, that's the that's the thing. It's the it's the grown man strength. It's the grown man strength difference. Because we've seen Bryce Mitch, Bryce uh, Mitchell twister up. I mean, other grown men. So other other grown men uh, jujitsu black belt guys. So at that point, yeah, you, hey, at that point you're probably right. Like you probably uh, ragdolling him up too. Uh, Give him uh, the guy Charles, uh, the guy Mitchell had, was toastering up, whatever they call it. Give him Charles Rosa. Let him uh, see how that plays out. But yeah, he should take an extended period of time off to go work on his stand up. But see, Charles Rosa his, is probably knocking his block off. See, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> Ooh. So you saying this is the end of the Chase <laughs> Chase Hopper bandwagon off the Alex Caceres? Oh man! Oh, hey, man. hey, hey! Hopefully hey. he comes back. Yeah, he has to improve. Yeah, he he got some he got some work to do. He can take a punch though, and he's game. He kept coming forward. One hundred percent. I will say that he didn't shy away. He didn't give up. He gave himself a chance. He just has to work on that stand up. It look all of, all of his punches punches had a tail. You can see when it was coming. He threw this. He threw out the same punch. There were really no feints. It was very, uh, very basic. Like, hey, I just learned how to box, type of. And now you got to like you saw uh, O'Malley mix in feints. And you saw what that feint did. Oh, that and that brings us to our next fight: <laughs> Sean that O'Malley versus Eddie Wineland. Oh my goodness. It was uh, one that had a puncher's chance, a puncher's chance only. And, and, and see, that's the thing about uh, that's the thing about Sugar Sean. Like, he's gonna give a lot of people a puncher's chance for the simple fact that he leaves his chin up and he faints a lot. Like, he does a lot, basically. He, uh, he, he does a lot, basically. He does a lot of mind games in the in the uh, in the octagon, and I'm not even mad at it because, like. I kid you not, and I was sitting there watching this, and it, it kind of, like, threw me off. Like, I thought he was going to uh, spin kick him in the face within the first minute because, like, when they first came out, I don't even think he had thrown a strike yet, but he definitely fainted like he was going to spin backwards probably about three times within the first two minutes of that fight. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit, he's about to, like, spin kick him in the head or something. And, I mean, eventually he did actually throw the spin kick. That was when he... Uh, 
when he ended up uh, falling, like after he I mean, right, he right, kinda tried to, he kind of uh, wobbled him, and then he threw the spin kick. Uh, Wyman was so wobbled that he, I mean, he spun spin kicked right over his head or whatever. Like he basically a uh, bottle top challenge right over his head. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, he got up and like you said, that thing. I I don't even know what to say about that. Like, like I can't. Got yeah, the man. got the reaction he wanted. For sure, got the reaction he wanted. I wanted. I wanted. I need to go back and see if he threw that same upper. If he was throwing the uppercut at different points of the fight, I didn't even get to see the footage to see if he had thrown any other uppercuts because he got that reaction. Wineland dropped the, tried to parry it, and he oversold the parry. And then there was a. Uh, he also fainted a jab. It was uppercut, faint, uppercut the, uh, faint the uppercut, faint the jab, and come back over the top with the right hand. And it was good night, Irene. And it's crazy, like how how fast that movement was was ridiculous. Like they caught it on the uh, on the broadcast and they played it in slow motion. But the crazy thing is, like if you see that replay like full speed, it's like what the hell did I just see? And it goes back to like I said, like I mean, as soon as they took center octagon, it's like he fainted a spinning back kick like two or three times. Uh, before, like, I, I'll kid you not, like, he fainted the spinning back kick before 10 strikes were thrown. So at that point, you got to basically think, like, as an opponent, like, this, you don't know what this guy is going to do. Like, I don't, I don't right, know if he's right. about to spin around on me. I don't know if he's about to uh, just throw uh, punches. I don't know if he's about to uh, kick me. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, man, the, the sugar show is real. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I, he, earned that, eh. he earned that performance bonus. I mean, I, I'm not going to... Mm. No, no disrespect to Eddie Wineland, but like we did say, no country. Uh, he was he was a champion in 2006. We in 2020, <laughs> but you know, hey, impressive nonetheless. That was impressive. Impressive uh, nonetheless. I got I got a question for you on this one. You you, you mentioned how Sugar Sean Mo, uh, I want to call him Mosley. Now uh, O'Malley has his hands down. And that leaves him open. Do you think he's going to have that same lack of respect for guys like once he starts to move up and faces a, a Cody Stamen or a San Hagen or a Sterling, a Sanxiao, Garbrandt? Do you think he's going to have those hands down like that? Because I think if he does, he's going to be in for a rude awakening when you're going against type level competition. You can't be uh, that yeah. disrespectful. And see, that's hands the, down the whole time. Because it's all happened to Wonder Boy with uh with uh Pettis. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where it's one of those things where we might be looking at the matrix. Maybe he is just that much faster than these guys, and we haven't even uh, yeah. seen it yet because he just hasn't uh, faced those those competition. That I mean, that level of competition yet. Like it might be one of those Israel Adesanya things. Like, hey, I can mm -hmm. only look as good as the opponents that I'm facing, and I'm looking so I'm looking good so far. So, what you want me to do? Uh, yes. Yeah, superstar written all over day, for sure. At the end of the day, people have had plenty of chances to touch his chin. And I mean, maybe he's got hit a couple times. He's never got, I've never seen him get rocked yet. Uh, and it seems like pretty much every strike that he throws is like freaking devastating. Like, and it's almost like, like looking at a couple of his fights, he has like one punch knockouts. And these are like Conor McGregor, like straight down the middle, uh, 
straight like straight uh rear hand punches like it don't even look like this ain't no flat it wasn't no flash to it or anything like i'm just gonna throw this straight down the middle and you're gonna go to sleep and it's like to have that type of power and also have the flashiness with it that's that's the scary part that's the thing that's gonna uh that's gonna determine how high he can right. climb up these rankings like at the end of the day uh i mean we we talked about Kelleher maybe calling him out had he won that fight uh, Stamen already had the ranking. Stamen did say he was going to go back down. Uh, Sean O'Malley, I mean, he, he was calling for a new contract. We'll talk about contract situations later, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. He, he, he was talking about wanting a new contract, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know whether they're going to put him uh, in the rankings for beating a guy who was the champion in 2006. But, I mean, if, they're, <laughs> if, they, if they make the rankings just based on what we've seen from people lately... I don't know how he doesn't pump whoever 15, 14, somebody in that bottom right, right, half right. of the top 10. I don't know how he doesn't pump somebody out because his last two performances have been masterful. So, yeah. I mean, whether he gets a ranking or not, I can only imagine they're going to put him up against a top 15 opponent, maybe back back half of the 15. Uh, but I know that they're, I know for a fact they're going to try to uh, get this guy a title shot within his next maybe three fights. Like I, I could see him, I could see him challenging for the belt in the next four fights. I'll give, him, I'll give him three fights before he's uh, fighting for a title. Uh, I can see it. Two more, two more see fights. It. If he, if he gets two more wins, he's getting a, uh, he's, he's fighting for a number one contender spot. If not already fighting for the title, two more, two more wins, and we're, and we're having this discussion again. And like I said, uh, thought he, thought he was gonna get the uh, Kelleher call out. Might end up uh, fighting Stamen at this point. Uh, I could see him fighting the Stamen. I could see him fighting the Song Gidong. Uh Even if they want to not rush him into a ranked opponent, I could see him fighting a Ricky Simone or something like that. But at the end of the day, nah, he's getting uh, he's getting think, a ranked fighter next. Yeah. He's getting a ranked fighter next. Anybody that's ranked ten or fifteen should be. Should, I wouldn't say should be shaking in your boots, but you should know more than likely. Sean O'Malley is your next opponent. If you're trying to get a fight next, he didn't take any damage. He's gonna he's gonna rank fight next. He's winning too easily against unranked guys. At the end of for the him day, to keep fighting unranked guys. At the end of the day, I'll put it to you like this: it, it, like like we said, it's it's hard to imagine him not having a number next to his name. Uh, and I mean, I I don't know who I don't know if the people who make the rankings on UFC.com are actually like contractors. Or if they're just UFC employees, I don't know how that works. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, if he if he ends up with a ranking next to his name, I can't I can't say that I don't see him not headlining the show next. Like I can I can actually see him headlining the show, and it might be one of those things where maybe they don't want to rush him too fast because uh, headliner means more money this than the third. But I definitely can see him uh, in a five round fight coming up in the next fight especially considering we got this fight island coming up uh i don't know how many other people are necessarily going to go to the island how many other people from america are going to just stay here fight here uh, at the apex i don't know if all the fights are going to be on the island we don't we don't know yet but at the end of the day like he he's shown the level of flash that i can definitely see him headlining the card uh like as soon as his next fight Especially if we're talking about him fighting uh, top 15. I don't know if Cody Stamen is that guy. Because I don't know if Cody Stamen 
uh, has that I don't name think, recognition. Uh, but I could definitely I don't think see him fight is, one of these guys. Yeah, I don't think Stamen is rushing back to the ring anytime soon. I think right. he's going to deal with his uh, personal life. But uh, O'Malley took a uh, little damage in his fight. Uh, yeah, he's going to see somebody pretty quick. I think they're going to have a quick turnaround for him. Considering that he's uh, he's already fought once this year. Or was that? Yeah, he fought once this year. So, yeah, he, he'll be back quick. This, yeah. this is fight number two this year. Yeah. He'll be back quick. Quick turnaround. And uh, so, yeah. yeah, he got a performance bonus for that knockout, too. Could he Could he fight a... Uh... Could he end up fighting a, a, a Dominic Cruz? Yeah, Cruz is in that back. That like I said, Cruz. Uh, I think at number Cruz eleven is in right that back now. Half. So. You got John Dotson. You got John Dotson. That, I can see that uh, headline in the card. Uh, Songy Dong and Marlon Vera. I don't know. Uh, one of those guys. Those are the two names. Those are those are the two names I would think. But at the end of the day, I mm, I'm not gonna be surprised when next week. One of those names is not in the rankings because his name is now in the rankings. Not gonna, not gonna be surprised. Vera would be out considering he did lose. What was that? But I said I would assume Vera name is, is out because he did lose to Sonya Dong. Not gonna uh, foresee like a uh, O'Malley Sonya Dong match. Shit, maybe even O'Malley uh, versus. Like I said, Dominique Cruz. Dominique Cruz and uh, Sonya Dong are my two picks. Maybe even a Corey Sanhagen. Because you got to assume mm. he's about to drop. Rafael Sunsell is about to drop. We got Cody Garbrandt moving a up. Sunsell is about to drop. Up. It's, it's a, this, this fight card had a lot of movement at the Bantamweight right. division. So, I'm eager to see what happens on Tuesday. Sunsell is about to drop, but Sunsell need to wake Whatever up happens on- uh, before we talk about his next fight. He might not... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he might not, he might not uh, be talked about for a minute. Oh, man. A Rob, Font, a Rob Font fight actually seems like uh, the most entertaining fight out of all of these. But I just don't think that guy has the name. If they're going for name, and if it's anything like what I assume, uh, they're going to be trying to get him to headline the card. I feel like it's going to either be uh, Cruz or John Dodson because those two guys have names, and those two guys have highlight reels that span over... <laughs> what 10 years or at least 10 years in the ufc like i feel like the ufc is going to try to bring them up especially especially considering i feel like they're also trying to bring them up against guys that they i don't want to say no he could beat but kind of know he could beat like i can see that i wouldn't be mad at cruz versus o'malley wouldn't be mad at it at all and see that's it and see that gives and see that's another way to give cruz another chance at hey man you're still a headliner uh, even though you you're coming off a loss for for the title, you're not necessarily uh, ranked in the top ten. But it's basically because you haven't uh, been fighting. If you beat this guy, you're right back in the uh, in the running. If he loses to the guy, hey man, you hey, might might be time. You know, it's no it's no country. No, not even no country. No country. But I, I know. No. Uh, from anything, oh, I'm gonna say I no country. About Dominic Cruz, I feel like he's not the type <laughs> of guy that's just gonna be fighting just to fight. But I feel like he does like the challenge. Uh, yeah, that's that's a fight that I want to see. The that that level of experience, like they they showed us, uh, they showed us uh, Sean O'Malley versus uh, the 06 champion. Let's 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 see Sean O'Malley versus uh, 
the the inaugural UFC bantamweight champion, the guy that brought the belt over. Let's see that. Let's see that. Make it happen, Dana. Sean Shelby, get it done. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We we've exhausted Sean O'Malley. Oh man, that's that's all exciting, man. We we done talked uh, four times uh, the length of his fight. <laughs> uh, pretty much. He could have he could have beat Eddie Wyland four times, and we still talking about the first time he beat him. But yeah, man. Moving right along, we had Neil Magny versus Anthony Rocco Martin. Unanimous decision went for Magny. I thought he might have actually. I didn't know he was actually outperforming him. To my eyes, in the first, the first two rounds, I actually had Anthony uh, Rocco Martin winning. He even had the takedown in the second round. Yeah, but man, I guess was, uh, uh, the decision I guess they was said a little Maggie questionable. Won. The uh, the fact that it was the fact that it was unanimous, thirty twenty seven was very questionable to me. Very uh, questionable. They showed they showed the output after the fight though, and if you just look at the output, if you just look at the numbers. You would think that Neil Magny won, uh, or you would think that he won all of the rounds. But if you look at the fight, I, I mean, I, I remember I texted you in between uh, going into the third. I said, "Hey, close, close is that one and one?" And you said, "I think uh, Rocco's up too." And I was like, "Man, see, that's it's crazy because I mean, he it was crazy. Doing, he was doing more work. Uh, I mean, I feel like they were doing even work." through the first two rounds, but I feel like he was doing more damage through the first two rounds. Like, it was one of those things where Magny was hitting him more, but Rocco was, uh, but Rocco was hitting him harder. And, I mean... And even uh, had more, like, more control of where the fight was going up until that third round. Like, right. it seemed like like Martin just, uh, like, I didn't see where Magny had won in any of those first two rounds. And maybe I had looked away and was eating snacks too much. He just missed a couple punches. But hey, man, I, I didn't see it. It could it could have been one and one. But I thought Martin had it uh, two to zero. And even his his uh, reaction after the scores were read uh, threw him off. But once they said 30-27, I knew Magny had won because for sure Magny had won that last round. No, no shadow of a doubt. So at that point, Martin should have known he lost the fight because he should have known he didn't win that last round. So he shouldn't have been surprised at all. It, it was just a tough fight to, uh, super tough fight to score. Super. And had tough, I been the judge? Super, super tough fight to score when you look at how the how the judges scored it. I don't even think it was right. that that uh, tough of a fight. Like I feel like uh, Magny clearly lost the first round. Like I feel like Rocco was hitting him harder in the first round for sure. That second round I feel like was closer. It was like more of a toss up. I feel like it was just more of a Magni keeping keeping the forward pressure and keeping those sixty five percent strikes in his face, uh, almost the same way that Sanhagen fights normally. Not not yesterday, but the way that I was <laughs> explaining Sanhagen last week, uh, how he normally uh, puts all of his punches in bunches, but he throws them at about sixty seventy percent, uh, and he just keeps them in in your face. Uh, and when he has you a little bit stunned, that's when he's going to throw that little 80% shot. But even still, he's not throwing them 100% because he doesn't want to give you too many openings. Uh, we'll talk about right, how, right. how many openings are actually needed uh, in a fight coming up <laughs> next. But uh, yeah, for uh, Neil Magny, he kind of was using that same type of uh, that same type of style. Um, 
and it just so happened that the judges i mean apparently i don't know if they would look at the round and then say hey let me see the uh let me see the punch count and then look at the punch count and say oh well i guess you won like i don't know maybe that was the case because uh, if that like if they're if they're that's what it the seemed like count, that's what it seemed like that's yeah because like, like that's what i'm saying if you're looking at the fight i don't know how it was i mean 30 27 was kind of a head scratcher to me like i, I had a 29 28 for magni uh i scored it on verdict shout out to verdict uh yeah uh, I scored it, I scored it on sight. verdict. Like we, verdict. Didn't, we didn't even get a chance to score too many fights on verdict. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just that one in the main card. Uh, everything. <laughs> I mean, that one in the main fight. Everything else uh, ended. I mean, swiftly. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's tough, man. For Anthony Rocco Martin, I don't know where he goes from here. Uh, for Neil Magneto, he's for sure probably right back in the top uh, top fifteen, and I, I've been hearing Michael Chiesa's name thrown around. Uh, I know Chiesa is one of those guys like I keep talking about uh, that moved it, moved up a weight class, handpicked an opponent, uh, won the fight, stole that guy's ranking, and has been calling out guys above him ever since. Hey man, he might end up getting no, getting those uh, no Magni hands, and I hope so because I really don't like uh, that that scenario <laughs> that I just said. Like, I really don't like when that happens, oh, man. Like, I, I thought I you really was about to like say it. you really don't like Kiesa. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I really I don't like to dare tell you. Hey, yeah, man, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's just me, man. I hey. don't like the Darren Till treatment. But see, for Darren Till, at least it's like we're talking about a guy that at least competed for a championship before. Like Michael Kiesa is just Michael Kiesa, like. Hey, bro, like, you, right, were just, right. you were just a run-of-the-mill guy a couple weeks ago. Like, don't come up here, uh, get one win, and think, like, oh, no. Oh, let me fight Colby Covington. Like, what? Are you talking? What? And come I think on, they bro. gave him that off of uh, coming off a of loss to Pettis. Right. He might actually be, have a higher ranking than Pettis at 170. Crazy. But, yeah. But he, but he, beat, uh, even, but he beat RDA. That's, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, well, RDA took Pettis' belt. So. I get it. I get it. Yeah, the man, it's such a The MMA match don't work to on me. that one. MMA, yeah, it's not working on that one. Not at all. But the uh, MMA math sure about to work. It didn't work on this next one either, though, but it's about to work. Oh, man. MMA math messed up. Rafael Sunsell, common opponent between these two guys. One beat him. The other one lost a split decision. And the guy who lost a split decision turned the guy's lights out with a rear naked choke. That's Aljamain Sterling versus Cody Sanhagen. I did not see this outcome coming. Did not, not foresee fast, it at all. Bro. Not this fast, bro. He just blitzed, wrestled, and jitzed him. Like, that was it, bro. Like, they didn't even get a chance to break a sweat. Uh, they might have had one, one exchange as far as stand-up striking goes. And as soon as, uh, as, soon as Sterling got that uh, clinch up against the cage, I mean, Sanhagen gave up the back. Sterling climbed on him. They called it a backpack. He had that little body triangle on him. Uh, and man, Dang. like that's he showed how much power he had in that 5'7 frame in comparison to the 5'11 Sanhagen. Like he wasn't gonna give him a chance to use that length, especially in this smaller cage. <sighs> Wrapped him up like a cobra, bro. That was that was that was, that was crazy. Man, I thought you said the taller guy's supposed to be winning in jujitsu. Man, hey, hey, that was <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even know what that was. That was uh Yeah, oh, man, I, that's that that was that was complete wrestle jits dominance. Like 
The way that he, right, the way right. that he climbed on his back was like there was nothing he could even do. Like he almost climbed on his back, dragged him to the floor, and basically said, "Hey, I'm taking your neck, whether you like it or not." Like it was so much time left in the round, it was nothing uh, Sanhagen was going to do. Yeah, as, he got there as too we early, see. and without breaking the sweat, like he wasn't about to slip. Oh yeah, exactly. No, yeah, he no wasn't slippery. getting off of that. Yeah, he he got the fight, he fight got the hands over from up under the chin. He got the hands from up under the chin one time, and uh, after that, I mean, uh, Sterling ended up getting getting a rear naked choke again, and I mean that time. Next thing you know, Sanhagen was waking up asking what happened. Like he tried to tap, but he tried to tap a little bit too late. Like it was one of those my dr- my dreams are too close. I can't give it up though. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, hey, like he, he let off that one tap and, and was waking up. Like, did I win? Like, nope. I don't know. I don't know why you would wait to tap at that point because he wasn't even fighting hands. Is it a, right? Like, unless you're unless you're fighting hands to get position to prevent the choke, you might as well just tap. I know it seems you don't want to feel like you're quitting. You didn't give yourself a chance, but he was not about to get out of that. Maybe he didn't know because hey, at the end of the day, I don't know how it feels to have a guy with his uh, getting me with a rear naked choke hold. So I could only imagine what was going through his head. And maybe he's like, oh, oh man, I'm starting to black out now. Maybe I need to tap. And then hey, it seemed like he tapped himself to sleep. He was like, clap, clap off. <laughs> was waking up. Crazy, crazy finish. I'm never betting against Sterling. My bad for even thinking he was going to lose this fight. Brad, I let I you talk me into it. Oh man, ah, <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> yeah, he he showed how how powerful he is uh, for that division. Like that, yeah, that was so impressive. I'm uh, I was going into that fight thinking, oh, Aljamain Sterling, he might be about the fourth or the fifth best guy in this division. I don't think he could be Aldo. I don't think he could be uh, Sanhagen. I don't think he could be. Well, we saw what happened against Marias. I was like, man, I was thinking, oh, man. Oh, hey, hey, I'm never down Aljo again. Uh, uh, oh, man. Yeah, the only hey, thing I'm doubting said, about Aljo is, is uh, his post-fight interviews. Right. That's the only thing yeah. I'm doubting. <laughs> he had that pause line calling out Peter Yan. He paused it himself, though, but <laughs> the damage the damage is done, Aljo. The damage is done. <laughs> now, just, and speaking of Peter Yan, I can't wait till Aljo fights the, the, the winner of the Aldo Yan fight. That's going to that's going to be something to see on Fight Island. It may be Aljo versus Aldo, because I don't think Jan is about to beat my guy Jose. But it probably it's probably no country for old men. All these old guys are getting beat by these uh, new faces in the UFC. You think my guy Aldo? But I'm happy about Aljo is about to get that, that that title shot. You man, everybody's basically giving it to Jan at this point, man. I'm sleeping on Jose, oh, man. Jose, whatever they want to call him. Hey, man, Jan. I'll Jan go for is the my win. guy. You heard it here first. Jan is my guy. Uh, first time I saw him fight, it was live. And when I first saw him fight, I was like, oh yeah, that, hey, that guy's good. That's, that, that's my guy now. But I, to say that he's gonna beat Jose Aldo, that's tough, man. I can't, I can't call it. I, I'm, I'm gonna need to see. I'm gonna need to see more. I'm not. I'm not ready to make a prediction in that fight yet. But I am Aldo definitely looking forward Aldo. to that fight. All right. I would much rather good marketability. See, I would much rather see. Uh, I would much rather see my guy uh, Sterling fight a, fight for the belt right now. Though at the end of the day, I think he's more than deserving. Yeah. 
that would have been a great fight to have for it to be for the belt would have been great did, did aljo even get a did he get a performance bonus for that uh yeah aljo aljo got a performance bonus okay cool 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 now that, that was a super performance with it especially with he fought the toughest opponent on the card in terms of uh disparity and, and uh the potential or or fight ability this was like a 100 98 overall versus a 98 overall at this point so yeah two guys very close in in, in ability well and he well, pulled that off in a minute minute and 28 well, seconds very close on paper <laughs> very close on paper very close on rankings <laughs> very close in the rankings exactly exactly shout, shout out to Corey, man, man he's still my guy he's still my guy Hey, might you see Sanhagen versus O'Malley? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? See, that's the thing. How, hey, little how damage. Far, how far up are they trying to move? Uh, are, are they going to try to move Sean O'Malley this fast? That that becomes the question. That becomes the question. Because at least with Dominic Cruz, it's one of those things where it's like, do we? Does he still have it? Uh, is he still good? Is he still an elite? fighter uh at 135 we don't know yet but for a guy like uh for a guy for him to fight a guy like Sanhagen is basically like saying we throwing one of y'all to the wolves like one of y'all might not be able to come back from this uh well no not no not necessarily one of y'all uh O'Malley could take that loss and be okay but I don't think Sanhagen could take a loss to O'Malley and uh live to see another day after the fact yeah it's It'll be tough. Sanhagen will have to really work his way back up to the top. It'll probably be a... he have to go on something like a four-fight win streak to uh, get his name back in back in the top rankings with uh, taking two L's. So we shall see. It'll be tough, though. It'll be tough. That's a good fight. Hope they make it. Hope something like that happens. I'll be eager to see it. But see, we still gotta see. But see, for a guy that's this still this young in his career, and I mean he's been making easy work of these guys so far, and that's cool. That's all fine and dandy. Uh, it looks nice. But uh, I mean, and these are tough. These are tough competitors. But these are also not the cream of the crop. Like you almost want to see him beat somebody in the cream of the crop before you just throw him in there against uh, the guy that was supposed to be the guy. He for sure, because he for sure looks the part. He definitely looks the part. Now, see, if you were to beat, and see, that's the thing. Like, if you were to go in there and beat a guy like Sanhagen, uh, then at that point, like, you, he, he's basically already the champion or already uh, next in line for the championship. That's what I'm saying. He's basically two fights away. It's going to be a uh, 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 dominant cruise and then a Sanhagen. Because uh, I feel like if they give him a Sanhagen now, then it's basically no other fight for him to take. You, you're, you're, I mean, you're, your next fight is the championship. Oh, man. That's a fact. Next fight would be for a champion, possible champion. A guy who might be fighting for a championship, though, after what we saw happen. Oh, man. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. That Cody uh, Asante oh, fight delivered. Cody's back, man. The way the way that he ducked under in the cage, man, that didn't that didn't even make sense. 
bro. He was staring at him the whole time. Start from the start of the Facts. punch to the beginning of the punch. Had his eye on the sign cell. Landed a hell of a haymaker. That was like a super haymaker. Loaded up, cocked and loaded. Brought it from down below. No country. Oh, yeah, he no country? Yeah, he 30, 37. 38, right? bro. No oh, country. I oh, should have yeah. I I should have picked. Should have picked opposite. Should've should have known Cody was gonna get it done. Should have looked at the age on that fight. Uh yeah, man. Asensio, the arm length, the arm length just wasn't there. He couldn't get in at all. Uh man, Cody just looked fast as I don't know what. Like his low kicks basically killed Asensio's mobility. And the fact that I mean Cody already has the faster hands. Uh I mean, I got the faster hands, I got the better wrestling. Uh, defensively, like you're not necessarily gonna take me down. Like uh, Santiago has very good jujitsu. Cody Garbrandt, very good wrestling, like college level wrestling. Uh, didn't didn't know he was an amateur boxer. Uh, apparently, yeah, it it clearly showed. Clearly showed. Uh, yeah, Rafael Santiago. It's that that's that's a no country fight. That's a guy that I could see fighting Sean O'Malley. But coming off of a KO loss like he just took, I don't know that they're going to want to uh, headline a card with him or even uh, put him under that that type of uh, pressure uh, to take take on the challenge of the other guy who won performance of the night bonus for KO just as uh, devastating as the one that you just took. Like, I don't, I don't know that they're going to want to do that to this guy. Man, the Santiago O'Malley sounds good. Sounds like a good fight night. And uh, Sancho basically played himself, man. He he didn't need to throw the punch. No reason to throw the punch. You already lost the round. Go back to your corner. Oh, hey, no, that's a very necessary punch to throw. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> got him caught hey, though. You, you shouldn't. Have, you should. You shouldn't have kept coming in. Hey, he tried to throw the punch too. If he would have landed, it wouldn't have done all that. So, hey, unless you're trying to come in with that, unless you coming in with that type of ferocity, don't even come yeah, that's over. What, here. That's like, what I was just, saying. Yeah, just stay over where you at, bro. <laughs> yeah, Cody threw the punch. Threw the punch. Threw the right punch. Santel, not so much. Should have went back to his corner. Brad, I was and, and I talked about and I talked about Masvidal earlier with the uh, with the with the running uh, with the running tackle start uh, by Clark. Uh, this was basically the opposite of a Masvidal, rather than it happening at the beginning of a round. This was one of those last second, like, hey, if you if you come close enough, like, just know, night night, man. The closest closest thing I seen closest thing I seen to this was a uh, cyborg when she beat up on uh, Gina Carano. Uh, and that wasn't even a, that wasn't even a, a flash knockout. That was a ground and pound. Uh, this girl don't even want to get up after the uh, after the horn ring type of thing. Uh, yeah, it's yeah that that was nasty. That was nasty, and it was one of those things where uh, the horn rang. The ref didn't even call KO yet, but it was like no, nah, like it's no, nah, it's over. Like whether the ref said it or not, like he's no, it's it's over. Like. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Gave him that chin music. What you listening to? Chin music. That's oh man, can't can't believe I picked it wrong, oh, bro. man. Parlays was bad. I question, I question, I question, I question, I question uh, Cody's chin. Oh, you got that chin on me. And uh, man, I just I just got it wrong. Like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he fought against a guy like you said, no country. 
uh, it's only it's nowhere for them to even put him but up at the end of the day. I mean, he's not a guy that's trying to fight below him anyway. We still got TJ Dillashaw coming back eventually. Ooh. Uh, but man, TJ uh want some of that? It depends on it. It depends on how long it's gonna take TJ to get back. I don't know what uh what his suspension is looking like. Um, like a year left, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But I could for I could for sure see. I mean, it's it's only one other guy with no dance partner uh, left. Ooh. Uh, I mean, he he could end up fighting the Sanhagen, considering Sanhagen did get choked out pretty quick. Like it's not like he's about to. You talking about uh, Marias? Sit out for some crazy. You yeah, talking about Marias? That's the that's the oh, dance partner. San, Sanhagen is still probably pretty fresh, considering it was just a uh, <laughs> just just a sleeper hole. Easy, like, night, it wasn't easy no, night's work. Wasn't no crazy damage taken. Uh, so you could see a Cody G and Sanhagen type of fight, but I could, I for sure want to see Cody Garbrandt and Marlon Marais. That that seems that's like the a only crazy fight, fight right there, in my opinion. Somebody getting knocked uh, out. Man, it's crazy. Like we got a lot of fights coming up, uh, pretty much every week here on out. I'm looking forward to uh, a week off from fights at this point, just so we could do another Dream Card podcast. Dreaming. We might have to put that together just because, like, that might have to be a monthly thing. Uh, that, hey, that might have to go go down once a month just because. Like, uh, it's so, it's so many fights that it's hard not to make a uh, matches a uh, 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 who this guy should fight after uh, this performance type Crazy. of thing. It's hard not to do it. Some of, some of our some of our fights it. are actually uh, panning out, man. Angie Hill calling out Karate Hottie. Mm. You called that one. Easy, easy. Oh, yeah, man. One thirty-five. Benaway super stack. One thirty-five is stacked, man. One hundred thirty-five pounds is stacked. Yeah. Somebody else who stacked that one thirty-five and that one forty-five. Amanda Nunes showed a Felicia, Felicia Spencer what it was. Beat the brakes off of her. <coughs> Five rounds are just oh, beating the goodness. brakes off of her, man. We. We actually gave Spencer a chance because of how she looked against Cyborg. Oh, my God. She didn't have a chance, man. And I'm starting to believe that if they were to run that rematch back. It's not close. If they run that rematch back with uh with Cyborg, Nunez will even get the W again. And I've been saying no for the longest. No, I don't. And see, Cyborg, Cyborg looks like a machine against everybody else. Against Felicia Spencer, easy work. Uh, she went over to Bellator, fought Julia Budd, easy work. She Cyborg is making these chicks look like they are nothing. When Cyborg fought against Amanda Nunes, that was Too easy work for Amanda Nunes. Still it think wasn't it's a even fluke, like, I mean, like we didn't we didn't get to see uh, a long enough fight to see whether or not Amanda Nunes could have kept that pressure up, uh, whether or not Amanda Nunes could have took uh, could have taken a clean shot from Cyborg. We didn't mm-hmm. get to see any of that. Because she was so precise in her striking. Uh, I mean, they, they were both missing a lot. But at the end of the day, she was the one that landed the three or four punches that were clean enough to right, do damage. Right. Because every time she hit her, it was almost like uh, like you could almost see the energy just drain <laughs> from her body. And eventually, that, I mean, yeah. Amanda Nunes. That's the yeah, goal. That's, yeah. To, to, to be able to do that against Cyborg and then see Cyborg do that against Spencer... Ah oh, man, I, I can't believe I thought uh, Spencer was gonna be I, able I to do it. I can't believe anything. you made that bet, bro. 
I thought she was gonna have a grappling advantage. I thought she was gonna maybe be able to have some sort of strength advantage. Amanda Nunes is just too athletic for all of these women. Every one of them. There's not a woman in the UFC right now that I feel like has the athleticism. The athleticism. <laughs> how Charles Barkley say athleticism. The athleticism. Yeah, I don't I don't see not one of them having the athleticism to be able to stop what she comes with. Like it's just she's just too ferocious. And it's one of those things, like we said before, like we both knew, like going into this fight, Spencer had the clear disadvantage on the feet. Uh Taekwondo black belt don't matter. Like you ain't got no type of uh, chance standing up. Uh, her only chance was wrestling and her jujitsu. But that was all predicated on her being able to get on top. I thought they were going to actually end up in some sort of tough scrambles. I thought uh, eventually within within a five-round fight, uh, she was going to be as tough as she was. And she was going to have some sort of offense. And she was going to eventually be at least one time nope. end up on top. It was like, man, like Amanda Nunes was basically shrugging her off. Like every every takedown attempt was like, bro, like you're not even here. Like this ain't even anything. And she basically like... The, the the one time uh Nunez gave up Oh yeah. Oh you good. The one time uh the one time Nunez gave up the clinch uh and I was thinking okay Spencer finally got her. Nope. Nunez tripped her right off her feet and she was on top. It was like yeah it was it was nothing Spencer could do in that fight. And at the end it's, of the day, I don't know. It's such a huge gap. I, I don't know who can. I don't know who can shorten that gap because that's the thing. She's so good in every realm. Like anybody who you can see beating her standing up. Uh, I mean, she she's ragdolling them on the floor. There's nobody. There's nobody with good enough stand up that also has the grappling to be able to stop her. Felicia Spencer ragdolls everybody. Everybody. She even had uh, some good, pretty decent uh, grappling exchanges with Cyborg. Nothing. She got nothing. Uh, she. Yeah. She was at least able to pressure her, get her up against the cage she, every now and again. She, she had, had a moment. Nothing. nothing. She had like a moment or two against Cyborg. Yeah, she had nothing for Nunez. And it's gonna. I, I, it's it's the uh, it's hard. It is to. It. There's nobody out there for this woman to fight except for Shevchenko. And then at that point, you're asking too much of Shevchenko. It was like abandoning where, abandon where you're good at to go challenge this woman in her comfort zone. I, hey, at the end of the day, if they really want to do the Shevchenko Nunes fight, make it a catch rate at 130. So Shevchenko has to come up five and Amanda has to come down five from where she normally fights at 130. I mean, at 135. But asking Shevchenko to put up the put on the extra 10 pounds to go into this woman's territory. And possibly even put on the, the 20 pounds because Nunes says she feels good at 145. She's probably just going to fight a whole bunch of 145ers. And it, it was mentioned in GDR uh, yesterday. Like, like that wasn't a fight that we just didn't see. Yeah. Where uh... GDR couldn't stop the takedown. Like, is there's nobody out there for outside of who I, Chris Cyborg. GDR got and that's not going to happen. GDR got nothing for Cyborg never coming back. Uh, exactly. They're gonna try to rush like an Aspen Lad or something like that up. Uh, and, and I've seen Aspen Lad. She she moves just like Felicia Spencer. Like these ladies are. Nunez is like 15 years ahead of them in her athleticism. <laughs> you would say her side to side movement. It's it's the way that it's her movement and the striking and evading strikes. That's just too. 
too crisp because at the end of the day, all it takes is for her to hit you one time and you're already like, well, I don't want to I don't want to let her hit me again. Like all it takes is one leg kick and you're like, well, I don't want to let her kick me again. So it's like at the end of the day, what are you even going to do when your only chance is I got a wrestler? I got to get on top. She kick you in the leg one time. Your wrestling is done. She punch you in the face one time. You're done. And at, you start trying to grapple with her. Uh, she she brush off your takedown one time. She sweep you off your feet one time. Now you just in there looking like a punching bag because now you don't even want to engage in that. Like, it's... you know what I think? I think my girl Angie Hill needs to move. Oh up my goodness! Oh, we hey, you just you just have to say the name. You just have to say the name. I had to throw a hey. Angie move up to one forty five. We started campaign it. Angie Hill to one forty five. She at least be a number one contender up there. She moves back like it, uh, I'm no no shade to the women at 145. She fight at but 115. But they all move like heavyweight. She fight at 115. Hey, 115. She, 30 pounds. She fight at 30 pounds one, 125 every now and again. Too too small. Had to had to give her a shout out though. I just had to give her a shout out. Long shot, but had to had to throw her name in there. She, she liked the she liked one of our uh, Twitter uh, tweeter comments. So you know. Oh man. Anywho. See, I could see. Yeah, uh, man. Oh, man. Uh, There's nobody for it's but nobody. Shevchenko, bro. Like I almost, I'm sitting here looking at it like I almost want to see even like a Jessica I go up and try to fight her. But we already saw what mm-hmm. Shevchenko did to Jessica I. So who? Mm-hmm. T- yeah, it's it's nobody, man. It's nobody. There's nobody out there for it, it, the, the name, only name that I can that I can say at this point is Megan Anderson. But Megan Anderson couldn't stop Felicia Spencer. Like, that's what I mean. Like, MMA math will say you get not hurt. Megan Anderson gets her block knocked off or she gets submitted. She gets one of those. Oh, she those are the only two outcomes. She's getting submitted easily. That's not even going to that's not even going to be a a competitive fight. Man, shout out to Amanda Nunes. You did your thing. You the GOAT. I'm never betting against you again. I don't know what I was thinking. Never, ever, 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 ever. Ever, 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 ever. Until your next fight. But never, <laughs> ever, 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 ever betting against Amanda Nunes. There's minus no reason 600, to Minus 600. Bruh, the gap is so big. Somebody dropped a milli on her. <laughs> dropped a milli. Nobody dropped a milli. The bank, though. Like. <laughs> Ain't no problem. I'm gonna just stay here. I'm I'm gonna wait to cash it. Like, oh yeah, this is an easy. This is an easy come up of 166,000. 166 racks. That's a lot of money to wager for 166 racks. It's crazy. But damn, it makes it. After you saw the fight, you understood why. That was the easiest 160. Probably wasn't even sweated after that uh, opening 30 seconds. Yep, this is easy. I need that type of bread. This bro. is easy. I need that type of bread. It was probably Joe Rogan who put that bet down too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just That's mention it. it. Let me just mention this on, on the broadcast. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, shout out to the UFC too, letting the women headline the event. Well, not letting them. They earned, she earned that uh, headline, and they're giving the women another headlining event this week coming up with a. Uh, Jessica I versus Cynthia Calvillo. Mm, Calvillo it's moving It's looking up. good for the ladies of the of MMA. Yeah, Calvillo moving up, man. Calvillo going to be a tough up. fight. But she's fighting the... Like, this, and see, this is exactly what you've been talking about, bro. She's moving up to fight the number one contender. And if she beats her, 
you got to assume she's now at, at a bare minimum a top three fighter in that division exactly. and looking at a title fight against uh, Shevchenko. Slap in the face to everybody who's been grinding, like Amada Fari, who uh, stopped Macy Barber, stuff like that. If she slap in the her, face to those fighters. If she beats her, she earns the right to go get her black knocked off by Caitlyn Trukagin. <laughs> oh, you think? Uh, huh? Huh? Damn, they took uh, Kagan's number one ranking away. Crazy, man. At least she be one of the Shevchenko's, man. <laughs> At least she be one of them. Crazy stuff happening out there in the MMA. We got Fight Island. It's coming to Abu Dhabi. Supposedly. 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 That's the rumor. That's what they said. I believe it. We got my guy. We got my guy Connor retiring. He don't want that smoke. It's too. It's too, much, it's too much. much too much tough competition for Connor. Uh, to take a quote-unquote pay cut even though he's still making more than all the other fighters and see that's the thing like, that's the, right. the, that's the crazy, top of the top bro. the top of the top don't care enough about the middle tier fighters and don't care enough about the lower tier fighters uh for them to stop crying about the money that they're already making that's so much more than these other guys so these other guys who are making peanuts compared to you are gladly gonna say well hey i'll take uh <laughs> Like I don't, I don't want to say slightly less. I don't I, like I can't. Who who's who really knows the true numbers? Like even the numbers that they give us aren't necessarily the true numbers. So uh, yeah, <clears throat> my understanding when you sign a contract, you sign a contract going into it knowing how much you're going to make for X amount of fights. Right. And uh, so it's not like these guys don't know they're worth heading into this. If you. If you thought you were going to be worth more, why sign the deal for that length of fights? Why not? Why yeah, not hedge it like the it. NBA? Like give yourself a, a player's option or Short something deals. like that. Looking at it, yeah. Looking at it like the NBA, no, no, uh, no long yeah. contracts. You got to. I don't. Don't get a long term contract if you know you're going. If if you assume like Sean O'Malley's complaining, I'm pretty sure Sean O'Malley knew he was good, so he should have signed a. I'll take a three fight contract. But see, he, I'm gonna like light the uh, world on fire for these three fights, from, and then we can renegotiate. From my, uh, from oh, my oh. understanding, I believe Sean O'Malley is on a, a quote unquote contender series contract. So I don't know what that necessarily means, but whatever, whatever that is, he's already uh, exceeded. Uh, he's outperformed it he's, for sure. He's outperformed that, uh, and his complaint was that he felt like they were already uh kind of like overly promoting him like he was the star of the show or like he was a part of or a bigger part of being the star of the show so at that point he want to be paid like it at the end of the day it's one of those things where i mean we're gonna we're gonna see how how real the us ufc is because at the end of the day i believe they might actually pay the man like and see, but see, that's one of those things where I mean, you can actually see he's he's shown his worth. Like his contract, but clearly, he, clearly bare minimum, uh, entry level contract. Dana White contender series, uh, two year suspension. All all his uh, UFC wins been spectacular. Uh, to both fights since he came back, early first round uh, stoppages. Um, it's one of those things where clearly, like. It's like they're not gonna they're they're not gonna give him Jorge Masvidal money. They're not gonna give him uh, Conor McGregor money, John Jones money, uh, but they could give him 
I don't know. Uh, they can give him something, but they, at they the could, end of the day, like they're they're he signed that's the that's contract. That's I mean, yeah, he signed. Yeah, he signed. You, the contract. you signed. You signed the contract, and it's. But see, I, I'm not. I'm not saying they're obligated. I'm not saying they're obligated. I'm saying from what I've heard of the UFC, I believe that's their type of practice. Uh, for a guy like that, I believe they will uh, renegotiate this contract because I mean that's the same thing as what happened to uh, Jorge Masvidal. That's the, that's the same thing that's happening with a lot of these guys. These guys are getting new contracts and still uh, begging for more contracts because it's like, oh well, well it's well I don't want to take this other fight. They're clearly it's, not it's, reading their contract. It's, like, it's 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 one of those things where everybody wants to be the star of the show too much. At the end of the day, for something like that to happen, they're gonna need a fighters union because. It's it, like M- that's, MMA. That's MMA mean. is not boxing. At the end of the day, like how many times have people ordered boxing fights, or people said, "Oh, hey, you watching the box? You, hey, you watching the fight tonight? You watching the fight tonight?" And you ask, "Hey, what time the fight start?" Oh, nine o'clock. And it's like, bro, the, the the fights come on at two o'clock in the afternoon. Like it's it's fights all day, but nobody cares about the undercards in boxing. Nobody is watching any of these fights. No, like literally, it, like any any boxing match, you might get to uh two name fights on the on the card like maybe you get some undercard fights of guys who used to uh used to be the guy or a guy that's coming up and oh no, maybe, never maybe really, you want boxing cards never really stack because it's, it's one guy leading the show with a whole bunch of uh whole bunch of no fighters names. from his gym or a whole bunch of no names and see that's the thing the ufc puts a lot of names on cards and see, that's the thing the but, ufc owns the name the ufc is mma quote unquote at the end of the day you want to go to pfl Go right ahead. You want to go. go to, you want to go to Titan FC. You want to go to one and uh, live out the rest of your career in China or Japan or wherever. Go right ahead. But at the end of the day, hey, like the UFC is the UFC, the UFC will is, make is big money in, in the USA. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we don't even know how long Bellator is going to be able to stick around with uh with the with the issues that DAZN is having. Uh, they they basically do their load by giving all of their money to to one boxer. Uh, and then having a uh, and then being and then two boxers. Okay, okay, two boxers. A boxer, a boxer, and a promoter. Okay, and then and then <laughs> turned around and had to uh, overly sell freaking YouTube stars boxing. And when that doesn't work, it's like now what? Like you done already spent all of the money. Like you still owe these guys. So if this is your only draw, like who who wants this app? Like y'all should just stayed on HBO or wherever y'all was before this. At that point, Showtime, wherever wherever y'all was at. I should have stayed over there at that point. Oh, the fighters got paid though. It's gonna be the zone that's going forward. Right. Fighters got the bag already. The issue, but the issue I see in the UFC, you hit it, you hit the nail right on the head. They don't have a union, and it's clear that these guys are not reading their contracts thoroughly before they sign. And I guess the fact that they don't have a union, these contracts can be drawn up anyway. These guys need to have better, better structure in their deals. Like maybe even they uh uh, what you would call it a backloaded deal every fight every fight from now on gets an extra 10 percent boost from your last fight and pays 10 percent it, it still seems like it wouldn't win 10 percent increase off a yeah. win ain't even bad but see it, that's it not even like yeah, that's not even the, it's only the top dogs that are complaining or or the guys who the ufc have allowed to become top dogs it's mcgregor complaining so who do complain it John Jones complaining. Right. Conor McGregor complaining. Nobody else is complaining. And see, that's the thing. So for for those top guys, 
they're thinking, hey, I'm headlining. One of them's not even a champ. And see, that's what I'm saying. For those, no, for two those of them top not guys, even a champ. for those top guys, they're thinking, hey, I'm headlining the show. The company is making this much money. I need to make millions of dollars for every time I fight because I'm the headliner. And y'all made twenty. Let, let's say I, I'm just gonna throw numbers out there. Not, I don't know how much how much the UFC makes on a card, but let's say the UFC makes twenty million dollars on a card, uh, and Henry Cejudo makes. Three hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars for a fight, or five hundred k for a fight, and they make twenty million. You just made uh, what? Not not even uh, you didn't even make ten percent of whatever. Like you, like your percentage is very low. The percentage of of the purse you're taking home is very low, or whatever. But I think I mean even if the even if the UFC made a hundred million, like that's what I'm saying. Uh uh. But if his contract says you're only going to make 350 million, why are you complaining? If you signed up for 350k, yeah, 350k. If you signed up for that amount, you shouldn't be complaining about making that amount. It's like working at McDonald's. You can't be mad that a McDonald's has uh, is worth a billion dollars and you only making 15 an hour. I mean, you could be, but you do work there. You decided to work there. You can't now go go around pissed off because you're underpaid or you feel underpaid. It's be it's more so because hey you you're starting to think you're worth that you're worth more you're realizing that you're worth more you should have had that word put into your contract and that's where the issue is have your if you're like these guys should be making these demands going into a new contract not while they're under a, a already established contract you're like three fights into a contract and you want a new one or you want to be paid more like that's 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 bad business for me if you ask me those guys are doing bad business that's definitely bad business and for me even it's even bigger than that it's you can't be the guy that's already making more than everybody else and then you're the one that's complaining Mm -hmm. because these other guys will these other guys will happily take your spot on the promotion these other guys will happily go do your media events they'll they'll go do all of that stuff because then they'll they're they're gonna get your paycheck uh who's to say whether they'll be happy with that paycheck uh, who's to say that once you get to the top and and you make more? Uh, but see, that's the thing. None of these, and see, this is this is the biggest problem with it all. None of these guys outside of John Jones are even getting to the top uh, and and challenging the toughest opponent. Uh, shout out to uh, Henry Cejudo because I mean, outside of the Marlon Moraes fight, he just I mean, hey, Aljo was right there. Sterling, I mean, uh, Sanhagen was right there. Uh, he was he was calling out Cruz and Aldo like. At the end of the day, like you guys aren't even out here taking on all challengers. You're not out here uh, next man up. I'm just gonna beat you. Everybody's out here just, hey, I want more money now. I want more money now. It's like, bro, these other guys shouldn't shouldn't have to fight three fights before you uh, defend your title once. Like it, it shouldn't be that big of a gap. This guy has three fights uh, between the time you won the belt and the time that you defend the belt. That don't make it don't make sense. The UFC created these monsters, though. 100%. And the thing is, they can create more like him. They can create another Connor. They can create another Jorge. The only guy they can't recreate is a John Jones, but John Jones ruined his off the cage or out the cage marketability with all of his antics out the cage. He's the only guy that that you don't see marketed. Like Masvidal, he's marketed it. Connor, he's marketed But the UFC created these guys by like Masvidal should not headline the event. You say it all the time. They even went out of their way to make a belt for this guy. Yeah, so you got to assume his ego, his ego is through the roof. You got to assume he's thinking every fight I fight, I should be making BMF money. 
when that fight was trash, the card was trash. And even like the whole it, it was just two loud mouth dudes talking it out. Wolfing. And then and then they fight. And it's like the U the UFC let that happen. They gave him pay-per-view points. They gave him this, that, and the third. They gave him a new contract, all this other stuff. And now he's like, oh, well, why would I fight dudes, man, this, that, and the third? Like, bro, I don't know who you thought you were. Like, you're not the champion. You're not. Like, and then he's, oh, because Usman can't draw. It's like, why do you think you're such a draw? Like, nobody was nobody was clamoring for Jorge Masvidal, like, as a name. Like, you got that headlining spot because of Nate, Nate Diaz, who's not even a headliner at this point. Like, he's... Yeah, we, we don't even we, we we don't we don't even have to talk about those guys anymore. At the end of the day, for a guy like Connor, hey man, that that's cool. You can you can stop holding up the rankings at that point. And I'm not even saying I, I'm not for fighter pay being increased. But at the same time, we don't we don't truly know what these fighters are being paid. Like I say it all the time, they say it all the time. Everybody says they're underpaid, but at the same time, the people who are at the top of the top, they don't disclose their numbers. They're, that's the only reason that they don't have a union at this point, because the people who are at the top of the top don't want to have their numbers disclosed because these people are from all, all over the world, not just country, all over the world. Some of these people are from <laughs> war-torn countries, and it's like, we don't, we don't need, yeah. we don't need this person that I went to middle school with knowing that uh I made if they even went to school. Exactly. We don't we don't we don't need we them knowing we don't need them knowing that I made uh five million dollars for my last like they don't, don't nobody need to know that. I just want to go to the grocery store and get my bread. Like Exactly. And there should be a union, and that's the only way you're gonna get equality in your pay. Cause now you can hold up a whole promotion with Hey, all of our fighters, we're not going to show up unless y'all pay us the right way. But if you have signed the dotted line and the UFC is expecting you to show up for X amount of fights, for X amount of pay, and it's thoroughly drawn out, that's your fault for not reading that contract. Or that's your fault for betting low on yourself by not uh, hedging your hedging your deal. Exactly. Give me a fighter option. Let me get three fights plus two. If I take three L's, I'm going to opt in. <laughs> if I take three W's, I'm gonna opt out. Like it's that simple. It's that simple. Learn from basketball. Uh, and learn from these basketball players. They're basketball players are probably the greatest businessmen in the terms of sports. The NFL players still can't get it handled. They be having their holdouts, and we saw Le'Veon Bell. They was like, okay, we just gonna throw another running back back here, and it was fine. NBA, they have so much control over these organizations because they first of all they have a union. And because the way they sign their contracts, they they put the burden on themselves to where, hey, if, if I don't like it, I can leave. And I'm pretty sure there's somebody else that's going to want to pay me. Because at this point, Jorge wants to leave. But guess what? He's still under contract. He's not going to be able to fight anywhere unless he files a grievance. And then the, the judge or the court has to actually see the grievance in his favor. Same with John Jones. Same with Connor. Same with Cejudo. You guys are still under contract. You guys are uh, basically looking like divas. And like you said, they're the only ones complaining in this sport where they're making the most money. The people who make the most money still can't be complaining about being underpaid. Right. And that's the biggest thing, man. You can't make the most money and say that you're underpaid. Like, that's basically a slap in the face of everybody else. Like, as, I mean, and, and and this is what happens really when the UFC makes a deal like the one that they made with Reebok. Because that basically put a cap on what these fighters can make outside of the ring. 
cage, whatever you want to call it. But this would be like, uh, this would be like uh, LeBron James, or I'm not even going. I'm not even going to say LeBron James because LeBron James is too good of a fighter. Because some of these guys, like I said, aren't even champions. This would be like uh, Mike Conley. Uh, and I'm using, and I'm only using Mike Conley as the example because Mike shout Conley. Out Mike shout Conley. out to Mike Conley. I'm only using Mike Conley as the example because Mike Conley is a stand-up citizen guy. Like never, never heard a peep out of this guy. If I were to use like a hothead guy, this would have uh, been a little bit worse. But this is like, this is like Mike Conley saying, "Hey man, I, I feel like I'm being underpaid uh, and undervalued with uh, within the organization," uh, and he makes thirty something million dollars a year while. Uh, Joe Smo on the team makes uh 500k or one 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 point two million or whatever and basically doesn't necessarily have the same expenses but has to almost try to live the same type of lifestyle as his peers who all make 15 plus million 10 plus million but you make one this other right, guy right. make 30 and the guy that make 30 sitting here like hey bro I'm not making enough like how does that work that's not like Hey, bro, if, if you're going to say that you're not making enough, then you need to come out and say, hey, them other guys not making enough, right? Like right there. Hey, well, hey, uh, I need more more pay for uh, the fighters that are on my undercard. That's what you need to be saying if that's the case. Like, don't just, oh, I, right, I, I need right. more M's on my deal. It's like, all about them. Yeah. I, you, it's too, it's, it, it comes off too self-centered and disrespectful to the other fighters in your sport. Well, yeah, man. It, it got carried away. A little <laughs> bit carried away, Topic got our blood boiling. Hey, pay pay the people. It was, pay it, was, the people. It, was, it was a good fight. It was a good uh, pay per view. I remember we started off two weeks ago saying how well it was. At least me, I didn't want to pay the sixty five. Bad bad card. I don't know how they could even ask for me to even pay for this. All the fights outside of the main event was great, and the only reason why the main event wasn't great is because it was so one sided from the onset. It was like uh, Amanda Nunes played with her food the rest of the fight. And like she said, I went five rounds because they said I couldn't go five rounds. She could have dusted off Spencer quick. So, uh, but yeah, UFC 250, hell of a card. These cards keep getting better. I don't know if it's because it's the only thing on that's live. But yeah, man, these cards are great. Especially I like DC as a uh, commentator. Yeah, man, DC, DC been making it. DC, DC, DC makes it makes it a good show i actually kind of uh like dc as the uh as the post-fight interviewer as well but no no shade to joe rogan hey man you can't be shaded joe rogan are you ain't no joe rogan because he got the bag no 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 shade to joe rogan <laughs> let, let joe rogan stay on the pay-per-views for the for the regular fight nights let dc uh come through let dc do the do let dc do it yeah yeah man Hopefully. good fight card yeah man got the ladies headlining it next week gonna be breaking that down for y'all we will be and back man, they, as long as they keep pumping them out well even if they don't pump them out we're gonna be here we we here we entrenched in this mma podcast game we are here to stay it's just gonna be like that we're just gonna keep on rocking thank you for rocking with us it's it's been great man follow us on twitter follow us on facebook Keep on getting better. Keep getting better. Instagram everywhere. Cajun style. Yeah, yeah. Cajun style on them. That's what we're here to do, man. That is what we are here to do. So like always, I am Nebby. It's your boy, Ride With Doc. And we out. Cajun style. Yes, sir.